and welcome, welcome back to the Townstone Financial Show. Zach Schwartz, Barry Sterner, and a split at 90. I don't know what sport was that. Talking about Hugh Darvish. Don't know who that is. But it's a Cubs pitcher. There we go. But I do know at nmlsconsumeraccess.org, our NMLS number is 136639. So I know that, Barry. Um, kind of a lot to talk about. Um, weather outside is frightful, but inside, you can go to townstone.com, fill out a free consultation, and save money by refinancing before the year's out. Let it snow savings. That's what the, the first... Rates are better today. Yep. Some people I know have called in the last well, week, and they were disappointed. Well, last week, last week uh, the treasuries kind of bounced up to, you know, as you were saying, 1.9, and we had already, you know, within this month, when it we was down to 2% like on the 10-year, we seem to come back down. So Lower. some kind of range between 1.8 and 2.0, which is a 30-year fixed with probably closing costs and the high threes. Somewhere around there, yeah, which is is a good rate and makes it affordable for people to be able to buy houses. Matt yep. Ishba was from from yeah UWM. from United Wholesale Mortgage <laughs> was on CNBC this morning talking Big celebrity. About, I'm gonna put my leg on there. So <laughs> was was on talking about uh, affordability in houses and rates being down and not expecting any big, I guess, downward. Revision in sales or refinances. So what were they saying about affordability in houses? Is well, it lower rates yeah. made it more affordable, let, lets more people in. And obviously, we, we, we last, the last couple of years, I mean, housing prices haven't gone straight through the roof whatsoever. Uh, they were on a steady upward trending plane, I guess, is what you could say. But the high end, as we continue to see, you know, because of salt, because of the, the tax deduction that you can only go to 10,000, that's that's still it's, a problem. It's hurting. It's, a problem. it's hurting. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, those higher those higher priced homes, uh, a lot of them are, are sitting in the, and it's, it's right. It's just made it's it It's only less billionaires buying those. By the way, I, you, you haven't said anything. We haven't talked about it. What do you think Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren having, she's playing, well, you don't watch CNBC. She, she had like I read about it. She like she had an ad attacking the billionaires. On, all on, the people who have talked about her on CNBC, she's using that against them. I mean, it's not using against them. It's basically saying it's like, hey, you billionaire like that said I'm not good. I'm you're helping me. You're helping me with my base because it's like if you get the the you know the who billionaire the race today. Uh, Deval Patrick. I mean, so you have you have Bloomberg, possibly Deval Patrick. I mean, people are entering the race because I Democrats are entering the race because it's so divided. Still, there's no co coalition or coalescing around somebody yet, and I think that's what's encouraging. I mean, the, four the, months until the reason Iowa? Deval said he wasn't going to get in originally was like he was like the state of politics is so bad. I don't want to subject like myself and my family to it. I don't think the state of politics has improved today to make him, you know, make it worth getting in. But something has in that probably his likelihood of win of winning, uh, like he thinks he has a chance. You know, you don't go in there. I mean, eh, some people do it to to sell books, but I, I mean, since President Trump has been in there, let's just talk about housing. Housing, no doubt. Um has opened up. I mean, there's been some more programs available. Um, the Consumer Finance and Protection Bureau has taken a different stance working with 
most <laughs> wink 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 uh most um people in the the industry in general um and 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 many in the industry have developed programs say, firsthand we i wouldn't say so. yeah some of them not all of them i don't even want to get into it because it makes me sick but whatever um but for the average american somebody self-employed um things of that nature that we weren't able to do loans with lower credit scores that we had problems with the fha is starting to open up a little bit they're they're not going to go after the big banks for disparaging i forgot what what it's called they're supposed to stop that so i would say in the last three years just housing wise the united states government has been a the new government the who's ever there democrats republicans who's ever running everything it's been a benefit for most people who are buying a house today uh other than the salt tax yeah that's salt probably tax, the only thing and then uh you know in general it's more people can qualify for a mortgage today than they could three years ago there's no doubt about that i mean but there's the other piece barry too it's like if you you loosen a guideline one place but you do have like you know marginally higher rates today than we did three four years ago there's less eligibility there if you don't change anything and rates just go up affordability yeah, goes but down the, gov the government doesn't control rates so no, i don't i'm not saying that i'm just saying that i'm saying programs yeah programs okay. available programs to the average person who wants to go buy a house, including the fact that three, four years ago, when you were doing a jumbo loan, you were paying a higher rate than you were paying for conventional, and now the conventional and jumbo rates are very, very close to one another. What about uh, the you know like FHA lowering their cash out threshold well, from eighty five to eighty? But that that just happened here in the last couple months. Right, we, were, we all went to eighty five percent on the cash out, and now yeah. they're back to eighty. But that's more a function of the percentage of people who are cashing out of their house and they're trying to eliminate risk. So I don't have a problem with that because they had 85 percent for I don't know how many years. I mean, how is the FHA doing as a as a program? Are they losing their shirts or I haven't read about it in a while, but it must not be so bad. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I mean, they otherwise, over the years, they increased their their mortgage insurance. Um, you know, it's like. It's a great program mortgage, for the right person. Reverse oh my mortgages gosh. has changed dramatically. It's much, much harder for for somebody who's over sixty two and a half to get more to get as much money as they used to get. Absolutely. Out of house. And even with these changes, restrictions, all the information available over the internet, all the stories you've heard. We're, I was just talking to somebody today about, you know, he's shopping around for a reverse mortgage, thinks that's the best for him. One, to all of our listeners, reverse mortgages, unless it's this proprietary reverse program that I'm sure you're paying through the nose for, is administered by the FHA. It's basically an FHA loan, the reverse mortgage program, and everybody has the same guidelines to follow and the same basic math that they have to follow. And, you know, as he was relaying to me this other deal he got, supposedly got from another place that does reverses... It didn't make sense because we would plug in the numbers and we would get something to match because, you know, he would say, I want this much money a month guaranteed. Perfect. Set it up. Oh, look at this. We can actually get you a little bit more money each month than the other guys. Well, let's talk about the products because the reverse mortgage, there's two products. One is an arm product and yes. one is a fixed product. And that's 
one of the confusing things about yeah. it. I mean, the fixed product is very simple, though. The fixed product is what's your age or what's the home value? Here's a fixed rate. You get this much money, period. Goodbye. Based on the appraised value of your house. Yes. Home value up to a certain amount. Like if you have a million dollar property, you won't get the benefit of all of it. But I think it's like starts with a seven, 700 something thousand. Um, and what's your age? What's the home worth? And here's the amount of money you can get at this fixed rate. End of story, period. Simple. But that is actually more limiting if you're, uh, you know, a, a little more on the riskier side. You can go a line of credit, which is adjustable, which, you know, it, that, it, it gives you a lot more flexibility because, you know, on, on, the, on the fixed one, you have to take all the money at once. But let's say you're just trying to, you know, live off of this line of credit well, for the, the rest one, of your you're life. You're taking a lump sum at closing. At closing. And the interest rate that you fixed is accruing now the full balance that you took from day one. On a line of credit, alternatively, yes, it is going to be an adjustable rate. You're going to agree on an, on a particular margin for for the loan. So, you know, maybe 2.5% plus the index, which is the adjusting piece of it. And then you don't pay interest on any money you don't take out. So you go open up the line of credit and you're like, eh, for my, I only need $7,000 a month. Or five thousand, you know, or or a thousand dollars a month. That for you take a thousand dollars. That's all you're going to pay interest on until then. Then you take another thousand, and you're paying interest on that. So, so while the, way the rate you could be tricked a little bit is this particular person wanted, let's just call it seven hundred dollars a month. Yep. And when you take the arm, the way that the loan officer and i don't want to say tricked but if 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 it's just like the the pension guys who are yes who are who are who they are, are making in, they're making assumptions these assumptions of what the rate of return is going to be or of what the interest rate is going to be so if you assume that we're going to have low interest rates four percent for the next 10 years that means you're going to get more money for the next 10 years but if you assume that there's going to be a steady increase in interest rates, you would get less money. And Zach could not. We were trying to we figure it circle out the, it what, was... what, what, what the difference was because we're both using the same program. And we try to be as I don't want to. The word's not honest, but realistic, as, as realistic as, as, possible. as possible, because if it's like, right. what's your goal? If you want this fixed payment income for, let's say, 10 years. You also don't get access to this extra line of credit because you're getting this money. So we showed less money a month, which obviously aggravated the the borrower. Well, as I as I told them, as I told them, get me their numbers. I I would be more than happy to review because but, but either here's, but they're here, but here's the, the, they're doing something. But the fact is very simple, and he probably should have said it this way. Listen. It doesn't matter what we say or what he says. It's all going to be dependent on the interest rates. If you want us to run it at 4% for the next 10 years, this is how much you're going to get. If we run it at four and a quarter for the next 10 years, this is how much you're, you're going to get. It's all going to be the same because it's all guaranteed by the federal government. It's an FHA program. And the, the guy who's quoting you over here and quoting you over here, we, they cannot make a difference on that number. So that number is up in the air, depending on if you're going to take the variable rate instead of the fixed. It, it, it's not going to change. The one thing that you should be that you can compare apples to apples is what the heck's going to be the closing cost? Yeah, 
That, that's the bottom line. Closing costs. If we both give you the margin rate, at two and a half. Yeah, margin yeah. And, and closing be, costs. Because we can take some of the money that we're making and we can go and pay some of your closing costs and make less money on the loan. So that's really the only thing you can compare because if you're looking at the the assumption of 4% versus four and a quarter versus how they ran it, it's irrelevant because you're still going to get the same amount of money based on whatever the rate's going to be. We're, we can't change it. That guy can't change it. And when it comes to these reverses, it's one of those, you know, it, it's very rare. So I tell all my customers, whether you're purchasing, whether you're refinancing, reverse mortgage, you know, absolutely go shop around. Make sure I am giving you the best possible deal. And it's very rare, but it has happened where, you know, on some random purchase, some random refinance, that that one bank is running a special for their customers that have, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 deposit. And, you know, you can get an awesome deal. We'll review it and we'll say, that's an awesome deal. Go take it. More often than not, though, they're not beating us out of the gate. And in the other occasions that, that it, it's even close, we can take their numbers, re- request a pricing exception, and more often than not, get it and beat it. Knock it out of, you know, beat them from a mathematical perspective. I don't think I have ever, when it comes to reverse mortgages, Barry, I don't think I've ever been beaten if you send me the numbers you're getting from another re- place that can do a reverse mortgage for you. Yeah. I, I, because I, we because the reverse mortgage is still based off the old good faith estimate, and we can still change our compensation and lowered enough to match or beat somebody else. Correct? And is that the best way? To that, say it? That's one piece, and and the second one is these other places are are just they're making they're getting so rich off the yeah, reverse tr- mortgages. It's like the amount of money. money. It's like that's why you get if you got if you know anybody getting a reverse mortgage, you need you want to call us at Townstone. We're going to be obviously upfront with if you. If I don't talk you out of it, right? If I... well, that's but that's that's why that's why Tom and I can no one's going to know his last name. That's why Tom called because I'm running an advertisement. The first thing I did with Tom when he called was I ran the numbers to see if he'd qualify him and his wife would qualify for a conventional for loan. A conventional mortgage without doing it and he wasn't able to do that. I had another call yesterday when we were working with Tom and this is about buying your your kids, and we haven't talked about this in a while. I was looking on the uh, on the uh, on SoundCloud today. Um, non-occupying co-borrower, your friend, your 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 son or daughter, um, parents, your relative, your parent, somebody is trying to purchase a house, and they for some reason don't qualify other than their credit score. The credit score is fine because we still need a decent credit score. 620? Uh, I think it's a, like 640 with the non-occupying. I non-occupying, think there's some more restrictions. All right, so somewhere somewhere in the in the lower sixes there. Um, we can take the non-occupying co-borrower, the person who's not going to live there. We can take their income. We can take their debt and put it together with the other person who does not qualify. Obviously, the person, the non-occupied co-borrower, we want to have way more in, more income than they have debt, so that we can use that income to help the other person qualify. Absolutely. And then the second part of it, and I was speaking to this guy Dan. I just sent him an email. That's why I thought of it. Here, he is going to buy a house for his daughter, and he was going to borrow from his four hundred one k plan oh, no. for the down payment. 
Now, oh, we, well, we, 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 that's now acceptable. that's totally fine, which Zach's going to say that it's acceptable, and we're fine with that. But the question that I have him looking into, and I don't know the answer to this question, is the tax ramifications. Because supposedly, if you borrow your four on your four hundred one k plan, right, to purchase a property, you have no issues whatsoever for you the property that you're living in. But my question was, if you borrow from to, your four hundred one pay to give your daughter a gift, how uh, does the IRS look at that? Is there going to be? I any would penalty? say. I mean, I'm not. A, I didn't think there I'm was. I'm not an accountant. I think there would be. I think there will be. I if, don't if, know. Because he's is he going, going to pay be on it back? Title. Is he going to pay it back? But the, just listen, they're going to be oh, on title. So he's not gifting and it. And they're going to be on then the it's mortgage. It's not a gift. It's not a gift. He's on the loan. He's buying it. He's buying it. Yeah, he's a, but you're he's saying not, he's not he's living not it there. Living I don't know there. the rules with right. the 401k if it's about the primary. But I from a loan perspective, we treat that as a primary residence. It doesn't matter. Like I, you, I just had somebody. For us, we don't care. I'm. This is totally. This has nothing to do with us. But I, he was worried, and he brought this up. How was the IRS going to look at this? I, I said, we're not calling the IRS. We're not telling anybody. That's going to be on your side or your company side. I said, we've had loans at Townstone Financial from 401k plan. I do not report it anywhere, but I assume somebody is reporting that you're reporting on your tax returns that you took this money. Right. But now if it's the, a but it's a loan. A loan is not income. Here's the other part of it. If the daughter would qualify by herself, he was also going to take the 401k and give her a gift. Then he wouldn't be on title. He wouldn't be I on think the mortgage. You have a lot less to stand on. And in that's that case. the question on that. So I have his account looking at. Hopefully next week, uh, I'll find out about it. I have not talked to any of my accountants right now because he but, just asked me this. But question. this non-occupying co-borrower situate that, that eligibility just it, it helps so many people like one example is just a week ago um i had a girl or a woman um she's going to college in one of those don't call me kid one of those expensive college towns because i don't know if you're you're a parent that uh as a kid going to school and you're paying room and board or you soon do you're in for a a, a wake-up call rent is crazy in these college towns so a lot of people find it actually better in the long run to purchase um you know and, and let their kid live in where they buy better than you purchasing a like investment rental property for your kid to to live in let your kid purchase it if they have a good enough credit score they don't have to have an ounce of income they don't have to make a dollar they could be a full uh, 100% full-time student no income and then you be their non-occupying co-borrowers and still you know still qualify for that purchase you're going to get a way better deal than if you buy it as a rental property for your kids to live in but again that's just you know one example of many your situation is going to be different everybody's is and the only way you're going to get that hands-on treatment is going to townstone.com and filling out that free consultation um, so moving on, uh, yep, yeah, not really moving on. Year moving on, moving right along. Year end final check ins. So, again, paying too much on rent, let us help you become a homeowner. Paying too much on your mortgage, let us look into a refinance. Can we save you money? Can we consolidate debt? Can we take that car payment and those credit cards and include them in a lower payment mortgage? Like, I am processing one for a guy right now where. 
his payment on this new loan is going to be basically identical. Like he's saving like three or four dollars a month versus his current mortgage payment. But we're consolidating a four hundred dollar car payment, a two hundred dollar credit card, and then like another thirty five and another forty five dollar credit card. You know, his cash flow savings is going to be huge. And that's like that's quality of life right there. Because, you know, at the end of the day, this is quality of life. At the end of the here. day, you don't sit down here first uh, first for Barry. Yeah. At the end of the day, that you're not killing me. You don't pay the rate. You make a monthly, you know, you your monthly payment. And every month it's money in versus money out. Well, but the real problem coming into November and December, as we all know, is the holidays. You're spending all this money. And then you get the credit you gotta card keep, bill. You got to keep the economy afloat. It is up to you, American consumer, to keep the economy rolling. Make I, sure you max out those credit cards. And I, I mean, you don't listen to AM radio. I listen to our commercials all the time. And AM radio is running over and over and over again. And so is sports TV. Is The Rockets on there talking about, you know, cashing out dollars in your house right now. And we don't push it enough. We don't talk about it enough. But here's the bottom line. You know, if you're spending, I don't know, five, ten thousand dollars in the next two months on gifts, on other things, whatever it happens to be, or two or three thousand dollars, whatever it happens to be, and that turns in the and you and you don't pay it off and you're paying it at twenty percent interest, I mean the amount that that turns out to be over time, plus all the other bills that you have, is just it kills you. You can never catch up. So most most people that are listening to this that are in the Midwest or in Florida where we do business, you know, that ha have have luckily had appreciation in their house. And, you know, does every you know, and, and, and the lowest interest rate that you can get is your mortgage. So if you have equity and you can get a rate similar to what you have or sometimes less what you were just talking about or get rid of your private mortgage insurance. You know, take the cash out of your house rather than jamming jamming yourself up with twenty percent bills. And just to clarify, Barry is not suggesting, you know, let's take cash out of your house so you can spend five to ten thousand dollars on holiday presents. Instead, it no, it is not that we don't it want might you be fixing up your house. I don't know what you no, have to do. I'm just saying but, but don't five take... to ten thousand dollars of spending whatever it happens. To I'm yes, but right. but to me, it's like if you are going to spend five to ten thousand on holiday gifts that you are, don't have the money for and are going to keep on a credit card, don't spend that money on the holiday holiday well, you gifts. You could say don't, but they do. And yeah, but it's like if you've already done it, it's done. Then we can help you. Or again, if you're not going to listen to us and you're going to go into debt spending money on, on Christmas. Right, well, let's talk about something instead of the, 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 the Christmas gifts. Or Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. I read a story this particular <laughs> weekend. I can't remember what it was. And the average age of an American home now is over 30 years old, uh, at least over 30 years old on their houses. And they were talking about uh, renovation loans, obviously which we haven't talked about in a while, but we do do the renovation loans. But on top of that, the cash out for, you know, your windows are 20 years old. Your roof is 20 years old. Um, the floors, blah, 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 that they thought whoever was writing this, that the amount of money that the average American homeowner was going to have to spend in the next three or four years was could be a double or triple what they had spent the previous 10 years because roofs, windows and certain uh um what do you call the the heating and air stuff that you do at 
over on your condo. HVAC? I know, but they're called something. Those systems are called something. Heating and air Heating, system. air, boilers, whatever it happens Boiler to be. machinery. But, but big, big things that you have to fix, like your water heaters and things of that nature, are getting to a certain age and using the equity that Americans have built up in their house. I, I guess that the story was also talking about that the amount of equity in our houses is at an all-time high also. I mean, that reassures me because before the crisis, it's, you know, it was this almost fake equity in, in houses if, if prices were inflated, but people were maxing out, getting as much leverage as they possibly could. And I think, you know, there has been some hesitation for you see that value in Zillow rise. People think back to a decade ago and it's like, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I shouldn't maximize um, well, I'm not saying that, but it's good. It's getting to the point where not maximizing, but your roof's going to start leaking. Yes, your, it's about being smart. Your just things that you have to do to keep your house in good working order. The dishwashers, the things of that nature, and and there's going to be a lot of that going on because the average age of American houses is is extremely high, and these things that you know, especially energy efficient wise. You know, your, your roof and your windows is where the, uh, other than the door, your roof, windows, and doors, I should add the doors, um, is where the most amount of your energy escapes, escapes. your house, yeah. especially when you're living in the Midwest now, and it's going to be, and because of global warming, it's uh, 30 below zero early in December this year, and you need to, you know, save money that way. But if anybody who, who like I, I mean, Barry, have, you say that in jest, but, I, I, but, jest. but I don't know what I mean, it is. But even it's, it's now, freaking, it's freaking too cold right this, now. But the smart money it's too cold is saying that climate change is that is beyond real. Like the smart money, like these insurance companies are going to get hammered if you're insuring houses on the coasts. All right. Well, I don't want to get into that debate whatsoever because I don't really care to get to the debate. The bottom line is it's really, really cold right now. Um, and it's been cold the last couple winters here where we live in Chicago. And if you don't have really good windows and you, and with all the rain that we got also this year and you don't have a good roof, you have a big problem. So let's just stick to that. And the bottom line is, um, we can get you the cash out, um, with a cash out refinance and you can also pay off your bills. And that's the route to look at. And why do I think, and I was, the reason why I even brought it up was obviously because one of the biggest competitors that we have, the Rocket, is out there doing these ads. They've seen the same data that I told you about a few minutes ago. The data is out there. So if you're sitting there this particular uh, fall, winter, is it winter yet or fall? I don't even know it's, if we're in winter. It's winter. winter. No. It's winter. I mean, I don't know if it's officially winter. It feels like winter. Don't You can't even tell me I'm otherwise. getting, we're on, on, during Thanksgiving, Stacy's going to be home. We're going to get our hardwood floors redone because they're just at such a point my house i think was built in 1989 so you're looking at almost 30 years now and and the hardwood floors just need to be redone i mean we've i've fixed them up and done as much as i can and you get hardwood floors done it's three grand what are you gonna do yep yep some well, people don't have the three grand you're considering putting on your credit cards. Don't put That's anything, a 20% interest. That's don't a problem. Don't put anything on your your credit cards are there. Why? Because you get nice rewards with them. It's good because you like to track your spending that way. And I don't have a, a ledger like a checkbook like my mom used to have. But don't put anything, again, so much easier said than done, but don't spend a dollar on your credit cards that you can't make, that you can't account for in the bank as well. Because... That credit card debt is, you know, we we talk a lot about the path to wealth on this podcast. 
the it, credit card debt is the opposite. The opposite of the pathway to wealth is having credit card debt because you are going to be paying through the nose uh, on interest. That isn't even like going to pay the price of that laptop you bought. It's just this interest, this this these dollars that you're 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 spitting out just because you had to borrow the money to buy something. Um, and again, it's at like twenty percent versus you know threes to to fours on a thirty year mortgage right now. I mean, it's uh, the comparison. Um, yeah, you can't stress it enough. Um, home buyers really quickly. This is good news for you. There's been this thing you probably don't know called pocket listings. Barry, you say that they always have been illegal. Maybe is the case, but I wasn't using the word illegal. I just said it wasn't the right thing to do. Yes, I agree. And, and what these pocket listings have been, you know, is because in general, realtors, and the associations of real estate, you know, agents of, of realtors, they have to basically cooperate with other firms, you know, with other agents, and they have to have this information on the MLS be public. If you're going to have a public listing, you got to make it public, open to everybody, equal shot, doesn't matter, you know, who you are, where you are. Everybody knows what price that house is listed at, when it was listed. But these pocket listings basically allowed you to kind of list. And, and the amount of them in the past decade has had gone up so much. You have a real estate license yet? I do. I do. But, uh, yeah, not fully practicing. I'm, I'm 100%. You're not, pra- you're not a fully practicing Jew? <laughs> I'm Jew-ish. Okay. Have you heard that one? Yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, or, or I'm not practicing. I'm perfect. That's the other one. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but, but so these pocket listings is like, let's say, you know, your agent was at, at properties or Keller Williams. It doesn't matter. I don't want to pick on any one particular place. All of them. You don't even say it. You it's would do, they did these like pre-market, you know, email blasts to all the other agents at that specific Listen, agency, it's very very simple, and Why? the only people that got but, access to it were. But, but the reason simple, it's all about it was all about money because if you did a loan, if you had a house for sale in house, and it was and your other realtor in house sold the property to somebody, you got extra commission. You got extra commission. No Let's question about it. That's but that's so against, I believe, the whole point of having an agent for your real estate. Well, no, the it's question like if was, I'm selling a house. Is that the be- it was that the best and highest bid that you could possibly get in no, house? No, absolutely that's not. That's not true because sometimes you, you got, the I mean, mo- it, was, it would have been really hard to prove. I would say it's not hard in that if you limit the amount of people that know about your listing, there could be all, all that could have happened. So sometimes, yes, maybe the highest and best offer was the one that came in. But you never know because there always could have been a higher one out there. But they just didn't know the property existed. And what the statistics show is it disproportionately hurt minority, lower income individuals because they didn't have the same access to these pocket listings that were basically private slash public. And that's how they got around the the realtor uh, code, you know, rules of ethics, um, because again, you're supposed to, when you get a, a listing, you need to put that information on the MLS within a business day. And these pocket listings were kind of a way around it. And fortunately for you, home buyers now moving forward, the National Association of Realtors has ruled 
you can't do that. I guess they are giving firms like until next year, I guess, uh, to comply the different regional MLS databases or systems. Um, but again, this is these are changes. They are good for you as a home buyer. They're well, good for you as a home seller. Simply because the Department of Justice has been doing some reviewing of you know what? cases with the MLS. The whole way that the MLS system I works. Wi- I wish I wish they could do it on their own goodwill and accord. But if it's going to take some investigation and you know trying to get you know, whatever, it, it's a good it's a good change. I'm glad they made it. Um, <clears throat> so let's end just with some uh, topical financial news because this made me chuckle. Zach Schwartz has been buying and selling no, no, no. stocks and making millions of dollars, and no. this will be his Dude. last podcast because he made how much? A hundred million dollars over the. Oh last yeah, week? no. If, even if I did make a hundred million dollars, I'd still, still I'd still do the podcast. I love this from your from your yacht from my yacht. If we had internet connection there, I could get. I shoot up a satellite. Get just follow me around the world. Give me internet everywhere. Um, no financial news. This company we work, they're they're real estate adjacent. Um, you know, like any of these office rental companies, this one decided to take it up to a whole nother level, kind of building a, a cult around it. You know, a culture of you know we work hard, we love Mondays, etc. Um, this past quarter, their losses for the quarter were one point two five billion dollars. That is. with a B, money that was spent that was not coming in um, because, again, this this whole model of expansion for the point of expansion. But you were were arguing this when I told you that the great Sam Zell over two months ago said that this was a... I wasn't arguing that WeWork was a good model. I was saying that they were going to crash the economy. You said that they were... No, no, no. You said I over-exaggerated. They were going to lease the spots for all the great entrepreneurs, and then all these little companies were going to go in and be able to rent space. And I said I would never go against I Sam said Zell. no. I said they were going to crash Sam the Zell economy. So and smart. you said they didn't have enough foothold, like in enough places, because like you're. And, and I agree with you now. It's like yeah, it's if they a went Ponzi under, scheme, if you ask me. It kind of is. It kind of is. And uh, that that CEO, most little companies that start out, and 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 you can check all the data, go out of business. It's just the way. It's like re- new restaurants. But they but just go that out of so they lose a billion dollars this quarter, and that CEO though that the the founder he's like leaving with a golden parachute. Like the the SoftBank people, they're like we screwed up so badly in this deal, and you have control of all of this company and money. We'll pay you like a billion dollars to just walk away. I don't know if SoftBank lost a billion dollars. They they took a billion dollars off the valuation. I don't think that they actually lost the real money that they put into WeWorks. They just they wrote down their investment. So maybe they started by putting in, you know, hundreds of millions no, of dollars this, this and they, billion, had ra- they had raised it up to a billion dollars the value. No, because what what is happening is they are spending more money developing more spaces. So the amount of money it takes to to de- you know, development when you have more space is more is higher maintenance higher all of these costs are higher the new ones that are coming online are always not profitable until you can get membership up to a certain amount because you you have a hundred desks no one's renting it after a day five people day two six people whatever it builds 
The problem is the ones that have been open for a long time, they're seeing their rentals down. So, you know, a place that had 90% was, was 90% filled a year ago is now at 80, 85. It's just not a good, uh, not a good look. Not a good look. They rented too much space. Too much space, not enough upside and, and money there. And again, it seems like the frivolous spending of these kind of so-called unicorn companies, everybody wants another Amazon. Amazon is like this one outlier of a company that has basically taken over the world because they didn't make a profit for God knows how how long, you know, like 10 years or something before Amazon had, well, had yeah, profit. But you, got, you, but you can't recreate the... that every place. Yes, like it's Uber going to be another Amazon. Most we work. the new issues that have been coming out have shown losses. New issues. The pot companies have had issues. Uh, Peloton had good earnings. Uh, what's the meat company? That Beyond, came Beyond, Beyond Meat meats. had some earnings. But then you got all the companies. Is Impossible public too, or no? Are they private? I don't know which one's public. Whichever one's public seems to be doing pretty good. And then you have all the the companies that went after the cabs, um, the Lyfts, the Ubers, and all the rest, who then decided, well, if we're going to pick you up and drive you around, we're going to pick up your food. We're going to we're going to do the divvy bicycles, the shared bicycles, and all the rest, and the scooters, and everything else, and 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 got a little bit unfocused. And billions of dollars. Listen, there's lots of money chasing stocks right now. And the new ones that have come on, you know, people think that they're going to go straight up and they don't have any earnings and they bid them up too high. The fact is, if Uber had come in, I don't know, at 10 or 12 dollars a share, that would have been way more reasonable than I think it was, what, at 20 to 40? I, I was just trying to look it on there. Whatever it happens to be. You know that, and they bid them up. I mean, there's no patience right now, and that's that's the problem with no. any of these new companies. And Uber may 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 make billions of dollars, but it was One bid day. up. It One was bid day. up way too high. And the reason why they come public, which we all know, they need money. They not only do they need money, but the original investors who invested <laughs> at the very beginning. Out want to cash out they want to get their money out and i read that the one of the the founder basically cashed out half of his his stock already he's like i'm done with this i'm gonna gonna start something new um there's nothing wrong with that although the the great elizabeth warren who may soon unfortunately be president i'll be really unhappy if that happens yes he will i will Uh, attest to that i will be moving to oh i'll move to aruba no 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 one moves like all those people all those people who said they were going to move to canada i couldn't move to canada i saw this uh seth meyer standard he's like yeah all the people south canada canada was like looking on like after after trump won the election canada's like oh yes all of our all these people are going to come up and they're like nah we're not, we're not going to move. Is anybody out there, and we'll end on your political talk, there's got to be somebody out there that also who, wants to run who, for president. Who wants to run for president. <laughs> yes, who can be somewhere in the middle and have half a brain and stop with these crazy right and left stuff and just be in the middle and say, listen, folks, Bloomberg, here's, the bottom, here's the bottom line. Bloomberg. Our pensions that we have to pay for all these people who work for government are really is really, really high. Social Security is going bankrupt, and somehow or another, we're going to have to pay for it. But we're not going to pick out five people over here and a thousand people over there and say, you make too much more money, you need to pay more, blah, 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 blah. We're going to do something to make it fair. Now, I'm not saying that 
that people who make more money, because a lot of the people who make a lot of money are willing to pay more taxes, but do some kind of fair tax where they take a look at the loopholes that we have out there. There's investment loopholes for some of these investment gurus that don't have to pay any money whatsoever. I'll tell you one of the biggest ones, right. and it's in real estate. Which one? Which I never thought was fair. The exchange? And I did it one. The 1031 exchange. Because So I sell a building. I don't have to pay taxes on it if I buy another building that's worth more money. It's ridiculous. Now, people in real estate are going to say, well, that's the way I made my wealth. And Warren yeah, Buffett, you, you didn't just like that? Warren Buffett, you know, who doesn't sell his stocks whatsoever, and it keeps going up and up. But on real estate, a 1031 exchange, if you buy a building and you sell the building, you should pay taxes. And, and, and I, I've only done on one, one 1031 exchange in my whole life. So there's, there's no reason why. I mean, find the loopholes here and fix those instead of going on. And first of all, you know, Leonard, the, the guy that she had on CNN, uh, Leanne Cooperman or whatever. Right. You no, know, she's she puts a big thing on there that he was he was uh, he wasn't convicted, but he was accused of blah, blah, blah thing. You know, this guy has given millions and millions of dollars away. Most most everybody who's that rich is a philanthropist, is giving money away, is helping people, is building schools, is doing all kinds of great things. And for her to vilify those people. It's just not the American way to do things. Well, I don't it's believe it. Yeah. Dumb. I mean, I don't stop picking on people that have been successful in this country. And she's going to say that, that they're only going to give one cent and then it changes to 50 cents but or it's whatever. Not about, it's dumb. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm dumb. not. Well, I'm not paying attention to, to what she's saying. Dumb. But if, like, don't attack the individuals. But I do agree with this idea of of income disparity. Um, you I cannot have socialism in America. I'm sorry. You right. can't have it. You can't have socialism, can't but have you it. also There's you plenty can't... of loopholes for her to go after. Sure, but but and the pick idea, the loopholes. The idea that somebody can like run a company, make a, a billion dollars with okay. employees like unable to to like pay to fix their kids' teeth is it, it just doesn't that doesn't seem American either. Okay, but don't pick on them for running their company and doing no. it. Because going again, after the individuals, I'm again, totally again, against. the employers who are working there don't have to work there. We live in America; they could go work somewhere else. They're not stuck at that job. So to answer your question, I really like Bloomberg. One, he ran the I biggest city in the country. No. For the left, he look at look at smoking rates around the world. He he had a global campaign against smoking. You don't, you don't, for the left, he's been against guns. He, we he, just had another tragedy in California. He and, want, and for the financial people, the he, business people, he, he wanted to tax us on soda pop. He has a terminal dedicated. He has a terminal in his name. He wanted to, de- uh, he wanted to tax us here in yeah, Illinois you know on soda pop. Because soda pop, it's bad for you. Again, it's see, bad you go. for you. Well, that's the biggest problem that you and I have that you know that I will fight to the deaths. Cigarettes, the they're government bad or anybody. Yeah. else can't be telling us what to do yeah those warning labels on cigarettes i wish it was back to like have when you ever doctors cigarette yeah but well, i, wish I we never were have. back to doctors well, just telling us it was okay well, i, I just thought smoke. it was cool well you're an idiot i was okay well why Absolutely. should i have to pay for it you don't you don't buy them that but it, i have no problem with but there I, being i'm gonna have to pay government for you when, when you government when warning you have, labels when you have cancer in your lungs because you smoked so to what? offset that why are you against a tax on cigarettes I'm against all I mean, kinds a sin of syntax. I'm against things that are bad. I'm for against you and the government deciding what's bad or good. 
I'm a hundred percent against the government saying what's bad or good to tax. It. But you need the tax government without representation. Without the government, though, you'd st- people would still think cigarettes were healthy. Like there were doctors. Oh, who I'm were fine like, with them putting like the warnings on and everything. Ten doctors Listen, smoke. If, if you want Virginia smoke, Slims, if you want to smoke and drink, you should have that opportunity to go smoke and drink. But the government that, should not stop you. Sure, but at the same time, yeah. we as a society have an interest, you know, keeping each other alive, keeping each other healthy. And we again, as a society without the government, cigarette companies would all still be the lying. ills in the country. No, no, just some of them picking on anybody who owns a company or is a CEO of a company or has risen to greatness based on probably not 99% of the time, unless their parents gave it to them, really, really hard work has probably sacrificed most of their family life, has sacrificed time with their kids and all the rest to say that they're all bad people because the guy on the the printing line, I know we don't print anymore, but you know what I'm saying, isn't making as much money, is just wrong. The guy on the printing line should have as much opportunity as the guy who made it up there. However, the guy up here can't be vilified. And I'm sorry, Obama vilified them. Uh, uh, All the Democrats are vilifying now anybody who has been successful in America and and you know what you know what's going to happen? She's not going to win. Well, don't because hate when the you player. do that, when you well, that, but that's what hate Obama did. No. That's what Obama hate did the too. Game. They made it into us versus them. And in this country, it should never be like that. We're all together. Yes, there's some unsuccess, not as successful as the successful ones. And what we should do, no doubt. And you know it because I talk about it all day long. Right. We should be concentrating a lot more money on our frickin' public schools. Our public schools are underfunded, and if you're as, if Elizabeth is going to take the money, which she's not, again, because she wants to pay 100% of Medicare, 100% of this, we got to start at the very basics because the person at the very bottom, the only way to get those people up is better education. I don't care what you tell me you want to pay their Medicare because she's going to find all these people are going to vote for her because they're older and they don't want to have free Medicare. You want to pay the people who are out of school right now who are already done and graduated because they have too much student loan debt and you're going to and you're going to pay all that. It's all wrong. It's the people right now that are in school that are going into school. Educate them. I mean, the biggest problem we're going to have moving forward, which is going to be very, very scary is AI, is the auto, is the robots and the automation. Yes. People are going to be losing jobs so, by the thousands right now. But to right me, that is, that is only going to lead to this bigger consolidation but, but you're a socialist of, of wealth. No, as a I young am person. not. All I'm yeah. saying, I think the best example I can give is, let's say, socialist. no, I think the economy should still be a race. There's going to race is winners and losers. But right now, it's like a marathon. And if I trip at the beginning... I lose by 26 miles. School. 26 miles. Education. The first place is is 26 miles ahead of me. That is a huge distance. We should shorten the race to a 100-yard dash. So if I trip at the starting line... I only lost by a hundred yards. Every resource and there's still a winner. There should a be second place. Education right now. Every resource, everything that she's talking about. Because if she talked about education and taking this money and doing more education, you know what? We'd all be changing our minds on what we're but, doing. Uh, because everybody knows right now somebody that they've grown up with, that they know that that, that their their grandkids, their grandkids' kids, and all the rest 
that the education that we provide in the United States right now is below the rest of the world. Yeah, but money is We not, are failing. Money is not going to solve it, I think. If it's you don't think it's money, if it's not money, then then better train the teachers, then figure out well, what the money, f is wrong. M- money spent in the I right don't care place. Because I know we see that we spend too much money per pupil. Figure out what the heck is wrong with it and fix it. Make sure that not everybody in this country thinks that they have to wake up and go to college because there's hundred thousand jo- dollar jobs right now sitting you know there. What? They don't to they, be plumbers, to be electricians, to be pulled, in the tradesmen, uh... and they're and they're running out of people in those things. I mean, I had a dye maker call me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "There's no dye makers out there." He makes a hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. And yes. there's no dye makers out there, and there needs to be more of them. The whole, the whole way that it's all working is not right. And then all I see on TV, when I, and you know I'm not a Democrat. I don't like the Democrats. I don't like what they stand for. I can't stand watching them. Or when what I, they sit for. When, when, or what they sit for when they're on the stage. I can't stand it at all. And I'm not all gung-ho on what Trump says either, or the Republicans. But when I see the Democrats on there constantly badgering, any successful person, and Obama did this too. He separated us with the success versus the unsuccessful. It's just wrong. It's just not the way. And 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 all these people continue to separate us. And the funny part about it, and we're going to end because I got to go do more yeah. work unless you want to talk. No. The funny part about it is when they talk about the Russians, when they talk about the Chinese, when they talk about all these other countries who are quote unquote hacking into our system here who are putting the false narrative the false stories in all they want to do is have us separated yeah they win when we fight with each other they are thrilled when we see that 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 uh, that the that our presidential candidates are saying these guys up here for you who are down here or you are in the middle these guys are the bad people you're the good people and that's the way that they make us unsuccessful I, I, and, 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 and I thought for sure that President Obama was going to come and put us together. I don't know if that's possible anymore. I mean, if, and, right, if they get, a, right get, now get that, us together. It's, right it's, now, it's, that the level of, of partisanship is at this all-time high of, of, like, if you ask Republicans about Democrats or Democrats about Republicans, it is such— and, and that is, I think, the biggest problem because we Absolutely. have to stop— we have to start looking at ourselves— and I can't believe we've lost this as Americans, as Americans. I can't remember the last president that, that came in that was trying to unify the country. I don't know of any. I can't think of any. I would think I was Bill, young. Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton probably felt, was, we were close. He because felt super popular. Like, because the Russians, who we hated, I mean, you, we all watched the James Bond films. Right. The Russians had fallen apart. You know, with w- during the Reagan administration, and then we seemed to have won, and we were the world superpower, and it seemed that we finally came together. I mean, when 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 well, when the economy when, when is Car- killing it, when Carter was in, <laughs> tend to come together too. When Carter was in office, and we had the problem in in in, in, in Iran, Iran, and we were we were all together because we felt that the whole world was against us, and now everybody sees that we're all fighting with each other all the time. Because the successful people are bad, the unsuccess, the the less successful people who aren't making a lot of money are supposed to be jealous of the successful people. It's just it's something's really effed up. It's really it, it really is. It just doesn't make any sense. And 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 it, and you, first of all, it's the internet. I think the internet's what screwed us all up. 
It's like giving everyone this ability, like us. We can just come out, say what we want. You know, everyone can just post what they want. And you used to only be able to communicate with the people you had in your so phone. So we gotta book get rid of the internet or the people next to you. No, you can't. It's just this is Pandora's box. And so your, we all know too much. Your position. We all know too much. Your positions were modified, like you, because when you're in a room. And you like if you're in a, a room, your views actually they, they've done experiments. You're gonna mod- modify your views to be more in line with. So whatever maybe your we were all is. divided before, but we just didn't know it because it you, wasn't because, out there. Because you moderate yourself when you're in a group of people. Like, Information flows too fast. You want to slow it down. So like 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 you're in a group of people. You're not gonna like burp and fart in front of them because you're trying to you know be polite. It's the same with politics. But now with but the, the internet, you burp and fart on the internet. But the way, there's other burpers and farters that are coming at you. And you're like, yeah, I but, burp and fart too. So you're like, it's okay to burp and fart. But the way to win in politics right now, the number one way to win in politics is to divide your is to de- be well, is to be divisive. It's to mo- right. It's mobilizing. It's mobilizing Division, your base. Divisive. It's mobilizing your base, which is divisive because it's like yes. turn hurt hitting the other guy instead of trying to get, get your everybody side with excited. you. You just get every all the people that you know that you yes. can get with you and forget about the other it's not the because well, it's always the, the because other the half. Democrats forget ran it. because the Democrats ran the numbers. They the, both sides of these stats guys, the Democrats ran the numbers. They said, wait a second, we don't need to get any of Trump's voters. We just need to get more of ours. And the Trump people, they've run the numbers. We don't need any, we don't of, need them. any of them. We that, just need our people to come out. That's just the and, 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 and instead of this trying to get the moderates getting these independents. The the independents and moderates, they've fallen off the wayside. They don't have a voice anymore, and it's just the extremes. And my idea always was every four years or every two years, just vote them all out. Just continuously vote them all out until finally somebody comes in and says, you know what? What you say over there matters to me, and what you say over there matters to me, and we have to find a way to meet in the middle. There's nobody who meets in the middle anymore in politics. And that's why we're at where we're at today, which is just so bad. It's just it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the teachers union striking here in Chicago. Did they get everything that they want? No, but they would sit there and say that they did it for the kids. And then, then the other side of it's going to be very, very simple, which is unfortunate, and I keep hearing this lately on the radio, on TV, that the amount of money that that uh, the, the that the mayor gave them is all going to be jacked up on the fine citizens of Chicago because we're going to have to pay for it in our property taxes. And then Zach and I are going to be doing way more mortgages again in Wisconsin and Indiana. Yeah. And I don't want everybody moving out of here, and I don't want to leave here. But then the cost of living gets so too high, and it's not like and then mayor, you have to leave. And it's not like the mayor Lori Lightfoot was elected on this platform of like let's stick it to the teachers. No, she was like pro teachers, pro pro education. Education, and yet you get the two two groups that should be on the same side: the mayor of Chicago and the teachers' but union. The teachers wouldn't meet the, in the middle at all. They're striking. No, like, they wouldn't meet in the middle. There's just no. And my kids compromise. are off for eleven days. Plus, they're off Friday, Monday, and Wednesday, which is all wrong. And here again, and I'm not against the teachers because you know what? What the teachers were going for makes sense for me as a parent: smaller class size, nurses, librarians, all the things that the teachers wanted were. A benefit, as they said, to my kids. But on the other side of it, my taxes are going to get to such a level where I'm going to have to sell my house. Look at the building that we had, 1141 West Randolph. Yeah. The taxes when we first started were around five thousand. When, when we sold it in in March, they were up over twenty thousand dollars. There comes a number where it, it just, just doesn't is, make it, sense the econo- anymore. Economics don't make sense, and it's all based on these little things that are happening, these little strikes, and then they all start to add up. 
and it doesn't work because there is no middle ground in any type of discussion com- whatsoever. Compromise has become no a compromise. dirty word. There's no compromise whatsoever. Yeah. So, and you know what? We will compromise politically, but here at Townstone, we will not compromise for our customers. We're going to get you the best deal, um, best advice. We know our guidelines. We know the rates. We know the products. So the website is townstone.com. Fill out a free consultation. I know that's a, a rough, like a, a 180 from our, our politics, but just bringing it back to housing, uh, mortgages, because we may not know what the heck we're talking about when it comes to this politics, but when it comes to mortgages, you, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We do each and every day. Um, again, free consultation. You're spending too much on rent. Let us help you purchase a home. Spending too much on the mortgage, let us see if a refinance works for you. Have that credit card debt, let us take that cash out for some consolidation. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, you don't qualify, or uh, you have a great deal already, uh, you shouldn't refinance. Again, it's just going to take five minutes of your time, but fill out that free consultation, because if you are a good candidate, you're going to be so glad you did when you're saving that money each month. The only people that lose are the banks, you know, the ones who you're paying 5% interest now and you refinance down to 4%. Who's sad? Yeah. Your, your bank that you were, they were so happy with your 5% before. Come on. Why, 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 why cut them out now? Why, why lower what you have to pay? No, keep more money in your pocket. You could spend it on those gifts and not jack up your credit cards. Um, but the only way to do it again, townstone.com because, we're going to give you that that straight up advice the, the reverse mortgage example just, we'll just listen fight to, with you about politics yeah, no listen to this whole show I, I i think this was a great episode sorry patting myself it's a on great the back. episode i like how many it. people you think are going to watch i want you to predict i don't know cuz i want to put it on the record 100 1000 i'll do 100 100 yeah that's a good medium i'll do a i'll do 280 oh man how many are watching right now well, right now we've gone and so long we've we've dropped, but yeah. I have to see People when we end it. People actually have to work. Yeah, I guess I can't watch a full hour on the from yeah, two. We'll, we'll put it up on SoundCloud and YouTube. Sounds beautiful. Well, again, have a great week. Townstone.com refinance, purchase, reverse mortgage. We'll talk you out of it if it's not the right product for you. Stay warm, and um, yeah, we'll see you next next week.